Hello and welcome. I'm Melissa Snover, the CEO and founder of Nourished, and your host today for the first ever Nourished podcast series, Nourish Your New Year. At Nourished, we believe in five key pillars, technology and harnessing it as an empowerment tool to make dreams come true, nutrition as medicine, and that prevention is always better than cure, entrepreneurial thinking and challenging the status quo to create real positive change in people's lives, sustainability, and really walking that walk, creating businesses which are locally sourced, plastic-free, and sustainable from the top to the bottom. And lastly, plant-based power, veganism and plant-based eating as a choice for the environment and our global public health. Over the series, we'll be talking to some of the most prolific leaders, industry disruptors, and radical thinkers in hopes in, of inspiring you to nourish your health, your mind, your planet, and your community in the new year to come. Today, I'm extremely honored and excited to be joined by prolific entrepreneur and moonshooter Naveen Jain. Naveen is an entrepreneur driven to solve global grand challenges through innovation. He is the founder of several successful businesses, including Moon Express, Blue Dot, TalentWise, Infospace, and is the current CEO of Viome, which in my humble opinion is the most impressive business out there, working with microbiome and RNA expression testing to give people the really important information that they need in order to make the best choices possible for their health. Viome's vision of making illness optional is disrupting the healthcare industry in big ways by identifying biomarkers that are predictive of chronic illnesses and finding ways to adjust these imbalances through personalized nutrition and lifestyle modifications. There are huge possibilities for betterment of global health in a very short period of time, which is extremely exciting for me. Naveen is also the director of the XPRIZE Foundation, where he uses incentive-based prizes to empower entrepreneurs to find solutions for some of the world's greatest societal challenges, and most recently launched a million-dollar prize through that foundation to empower women's safety around the world. Naveen, thank you so much for joining us today for Nurse first series of podcasts. Um, I am absolutely overwhelmed with gratitude that you took the time out of your extremely busy schedule to uh, be with us today. Well, Melissa, it's an honor to be talking to you. As you know, that I have a great admiration for who you are as a person and what you're doing. So uh, I'm glad to be speaking with you. Wonderful. Well, I feel exactly the same about you and about what you guys are doing at Biome. But I wanted to start off our conversation, if I may, um, of all my guests through this series, um, uh, you are the one probably that we could use the word prolific for. Um, don't be blushing. You can't see it on the recording. But I think, um, you know, your career has been absolutely epic. And if you look back or go on to Wikipedia, you can see a humongous amount of really incredible achievements and disruptions that you've made. Um, is there any one instance that really stands out to you that you feel like was the make or break of when you decided this is what I want to do forever? I want to go out and do outlandish, crazy things that will change the world. You know, I think, Melissa, this, you know, the most of the time we tend to rewrite the history of what actually happens. 
life is never those step functions more often than not it is a continuum of experiences that means you know everything you do in life builds on something else that means you know slowly slowly you change your thinking and your mindset based on the people you meet the experiences you have and one day when we call that last straw that breaks the camel's back and the last straw always tends to get the credit for what happened and that generally is only the catalyst that makes it happen but the mindset has actually been evolving for a long time so when you go out and start to think about how does someone wake up in the morning and say i'm going to do that it's not somebody just suddenly gets that idea that i'm going to change my life it is that they have been thinking a lot about it very subconsciously and then that's the time it becomes a conscious movement but it's really that actually happens is that people just wake up and suddenly they are a different person altogether So in that I totally case, agree with that. <laughs> I totally agree and I've had that same experience myself. Um and I can't imagine now being anything but an entrepreneur and being in charge of my own destiny. Um but I think a lot of people that will be listening to the podcast um we're going to be pushing the podcast out um during the Christmas break and in the new year. And I think a lot of people are thinking about, you know, what the new year is going to bring for them and and what they're going to really focus on and what in their life do they want to change. And I think starting your own business or making a career change is one of those things. And I think um people will be inspired by, you know, what you've achieved, everything from, you know, InfoSpace, Moonshot and now Viome. Um so do you have any key tips that you would give yeah. to aspiring entrepreneurs? Yeah and I think Melissa I think you know you are obviously more qualified than anyone else to be giving those tips here so I'm just glad to be uh sharing these thoughts with you and your audience but the you know to me it really is simple when you wake up in the morning and you don't jump out of the bed go out and do something different because if you really not jumping out of the joy for what you are about to be doing that day i think you're probably doing something else even if you're an entrepreneur and you're not jumping out of the bed in the morning then you really really must be rethinking what what you're actually doing and what i really mean by that is once you start to work on something that becomes your mission your purpose and this is what you wake up in the morning for and you go to sleep thinking about it and you know that is what you should be doing a lot of the times we are all told the two things about entrepreneurship which is the complete myth that entrepreneurs are risk takers in fact i would tell you melissa that entrepreneurs are the de-riskers they hate risk What's the first thing we do when we start a company? We start to write down what are the possible things that can possibly go wrong, and we take the biggest one and we want to de-risk it. We are not that. We are not risk takers. We are the biggest de-riskers. We like every possibilities that is the risk to go away, and that's what we do. And the second thing is this: you know, everyone tells you go pursue your passion, and to me, the passion is for losers. The winners have obsession. when you passion is for hobbies like i collect stamps i collect coins i collect meteorites i'm passionate <laughs> about that i'm passionate about that but i'm really obsessed when it comes to you know making chronic diseases a matter of choice i want to get rid of the chronic diseases from the face of this earth by giving everyone uh, information that they need to be able to take actions that they themselves can 
essentially uh, be empowered not to have a chronic disease. And to me, that is our mission that I wake up in the morning for. That's what I go to sleep thinking about it. And anyone who is listening to it, if they haven't found their purpose yet, two ways of finding a purpose. Uh, uh, you know, one, uh, Melissa, is that ask yourself a question. What if you had everything you want in life, billions of dollars, a loving family and everything you want? What is it that you would do? And if you do that now, you will get everything that you want, right? And the second way of asking yourself what your real purpose in life is to ask yourself, what are you willing to die for and then live for it? And that is how you find your true purpose in life. I love that advice. And I totally agree with that. Um, I've, I've read several books, um, you know, from other prolific entrepreneurs. And, and I, I always think of the, the Steve Jobs story where he used to um, use a deep meditation to um, put himself in a state where he thought he was going to die in 24 hours and only made decisions um, with that mindset. Because if that's what you would do in that circumstance, then you should do it anyway. And I think it's, it's exactly right. And um, I agree. I'm totally obsessed with what I do. And um, yeah, I think that that also helps you because as an entrepreneur, um, if it's anything like my experience, you go through a lot of uh, yeah, ups and downs. This is the way of life. And with that obsession and that purpose behind you, it really pulls you through the difficult times, don't you think? I, mean, I completely agree with you. And I think the life of an entrepreneur is like a heartbeat. It goes up and down. When it's going smooth, you're dead, already dead. You just don't know it, right? So to me, a smooth <laughs> life for an entrepreneur is a dead life. And when it's going up and down, that tells you you're still alive. When you are at the bottom of the beat, you just hunker down and believe that you are on the right mission and know that the next beat is going to be up. But here's the best part. When you are on the top of the beat, never get too cocky because you know the winter is coming and winter shall come. <laughs> I love that. And I've read that on a lot of um, your posts and I actually think that you embody it, that like one of your top rules about being an entrepreneur is to be humble and, and yeah. to never think that you know everything. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's more than that. I think to some extent, uh, your success is never measured by the amount of money you have in the bank. Your success can only be measured by the number of people whose life you have been able to make a difference in. And if that's a metric of, metrics of success you use, then you always focus on what are the things you could do that will help a billion people live a better life. Uh, and if you're always focused on that, you can always create a very large successful enterprise because any business business that can help a billion people can be a hundred billion dollar, if not multi hundred billion dollar business, right? And the same way of looking at it is that the only way to know in life that you actually have been successful is to, uh, you know, be humble. The humility is a sign of success. If you ever have an iota of arrogance left in you, that means you're still trying to prove something to yourself or someone else, and that is not success. Success is when you don't have to tell someone, do you know who I am? Because when you ask someone, do you know who I am? You're really nobody to begin with. <laughs> yes, and also it's quite, yeah, not many people enjoy that being said to them, I think, is, is it also a truth. So I think that's all incredible advice. I think the way that you think about the entire 
um, yeah, the life process of going through life and what's important is something that a lot of the listeners will find really inspirational. Um, one of the things I wanted to make sure that we talked about today, Naveen, was that basically over here in the UK, where a lot of our listeners will be, um, they may or may not have heard so much about Viome yet. And I think what you're doing at Viome is world-changing and revolutionary. And I'd love for you to give, yeah, just a general um, summary about it so that they can get more information and check it out. Well, you know what, Melissa, I'm going to put you on the spot. Since you are the host of this <laughs> and you know about Wyoming, so why don't you describe to the audience what do you think the Wyoming does? Oh, my goodness. I love it. Well done. And that's a lesson in how to flip it back. <laughs> um, basically, um, Biome is incredible. Um, they started out by using microbiome testing to empower users to have a test done and then receive advice around different types of foods and nutrients and vitamins and minerals and also um, types of drinks and lifestyle choices that would be good or bad for their specific and individual unique personalized condition. Um, in addition to that, now they are expanding their capabilities to improve the data set that they can create and the results and the measurement technique after by adding things like RNA analysis and blood work to be able to create, I, I believe, the, the world's largest and most comprehensive um, advice capability. Well, not bad, Melissa, not bad. However, I just want to correct you. We actually do the we actually do the RNA analysis right now. We started on day one because we believe the genes actually are not the reason why you get sick. It is a gene expression that changes during the chronic diseases. So a lot of the people tend to focus whether it is microbiome or their own DNA. And what people, most people don't realize is anybody who tells you they can give you an advice or nutritional advice based on your DNA. Now think about that. So let's assume someone looks at my DNA today and gives me a, a nutritional advice. Now imagine six months later, I gained 50 pounds. Has my DNA changed? The answer is no. Now I get depression. Has my DNA changed? No. Now I get diabetes. Has my DNA changed? No. Now I get autoimmune diseases. And you go on and on and on. And you keep developing all these chronic diseases and your DNA has not changed. So how can someone say, keep doing what you're doing and you're doing just fine? Well, I am gaining 50 pounds. I'm diabetic. I got autoimmune disease. I'm depressed. And you're telling, keep doing what you're doing. Is it just fine? That can't possibly be true. And that is the reason I realized the people who are building the services based on the DNA will never be able to solve the chronic diseases. The things that change every single time when you are looking at these chronic diseases is the gene expression. It is the microbial gene expression that changes. It is the host gene expression that changes. It is the mitochondrial gene expression that changes. It is the oral microbiome gene expression that changes. And what we are doing is really looking at all these gene expression in the the human body. And then we saying, if these genes are being expressed, we know what are the enzymes, what are the amino acids, what are the proteins that are being produced. And then we say, oh my God, these proteins and enzymes and these signaling molecules are going to be causing inflammation. They're going to be causing dysbiosis. What are the vitamins and supplements and minerals and the food we can give to reduce the chronic inflammation and increase the nutrients that your body needs? So if you're not producing enough short-chain fatty acids, and but you do have the capability to do so, then we can recommend the foods 
tools that will actually allow you to produce the butyrate. But if you are, don't have the capability to do so, then we have to recommend that you take the butyrate supplement, right? So we always are personalizing it for each individual. What is it they need to do? But most importantly, why? So we tell you, here are the foods that you should avoid and why. Here are the foods you should eat and why. And that's really, so we basically, everything is driven by pure science. We do not go out and create pseudoscience. So anyone, and I, and I know, Melissa, please don't take it the wrong way, but anyone who is simply doing the questionnaire-based advice is just the beginning of the personalization that is not as good as someone could look at a molecular level inside the body. So it is a good first step in the right direction, but it is really not the ultimate uh, personalization, or in fact, it's not, it's just the beginning step. I totally agree with that. And I think that's why we've been in lots of talks about um, hopefully being able to cook something up in the future for us to, to work with you. Because I think that, you know, of course, um, lifestyle, goals, pre-existing health conditions, this is a great starting point. It's non-invasive. It's relatively quick with a very good algorithm to be able to produce that recommendation. But with the level of analysis that you guys do, um, not only does it empower a better recommendation on day one. But the thing I was the most excited about when I came to Seattle and met with you was the fact that we could actually allow our customers to, to do one test, then you know follow a regime to a certain degree with a combination of different supplements, vitamins, um, food avoidance, et cetera, and then measure it again to see the effect it was having on their internal um, you know, processes or microbiome, et cetera, but also then to reinforce, are you also feeling different? And I think that is really a game changer because everyone is asking me in England, you know, how do you, how do you prove that turmeric stops inflammation? You know, and I can point to a million studies that show that they've found this to be the case, but really allowing the consumer or the customer to actually see their unique situation changing I think has, has so much power and puts people in control. Um, it yeah. gives them the information, like you said. Yeah. I mean, Melissa, first of all, that is just, uh, you know, so uh, important what you said. You know, a lot of these studies are done on uh, mice. A lot of these studies are done on even on people. But the problem is the people are very, very different. Even though we share 99.9% .9 DNA, but when it comes to what our microbes are doing, it could be less than 5% same, right? So that means we are completely different people just because a keto diet works for one person, it may actually harm someone else. There is no such thing as universal healthy food. It is a food that's healthy for one person may actually harm someone else. And we know that, which is what Hippocrates said 2,500 years ago. All diseases begin in the gut. One man's food is another man's poison. Let food be thy medicine. Let thy medicine be the food, right? To me, the key to the human health is personalizing it for each individual. And when an individual can see on a longitudinal basis, that means when they do a second test, they can see if they follow the direction, they can see their markers are improving, or if they don't follow, they can see how markers are going down, which actually tells them what is going to happen at the end of the day. They're going to start developing all these chronic diseases. But when they can see when they make an effort, and there is a feedback loop that tells them, look, the inflammation has come down. 
their nutrient levels are going up. All the things that used to produce toxins like lipopolysaccharides are coming down. That feedback loop is what allows people to have a motivation to continue to follow the regime. And I totally agree with that because I think that's extremely important. When people try something, oftentimes the reason they don't continue is that they're not being motivated or the, the positivity of the actions they're taking is not being reinforced. And, you know, in order for any of these types of um, lifestyle changes, nutrition changes to have an effect, it takes a little time. And oftentimes what's happening is happening on the inside and it's not evident or immediately evident to the eyes on the outside. So this type of information and allowing people to see their progress over time, I think will increase engagement, make people feel more empowered and also increase adherence, which will serve to uh, push your agenda forward, which is to improve uh, human health globally. And I think, I love your tagline. What is it? One day illness will be optional? Yes. So imagine a world where uh, chronic diseases can truly be a matter of choice, not a matter of bad luck. And really what we say is why this is uh, our, our mission is to create a world where illness is optional, right? Uh, so basically, you know, what most people don't realize just because they don't see the symptom doesn't mean the bad things are not happening inside their body because by the time you see the symptom, it is already too late. The most people mm -hmm. know it's not one fine day you develop cancer. If cancer has been going on for a long time, you one day discover it. Parkinson's starts in the gut 15 years before you see the first symptom. Doesn't mean it's not happening just because you don't see the symptom. Same thing, diabetes doesn't happen overnight. It's not like you go home and say, honey, I was out with the boys last night. I think I might have caught diabetes, right? Or, honey, I think I caught the autoimmune disease last, last night. I caught the autoimmune disease, right? I mean, these are not the infectious diseases. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I agree with that. That's so true. Go on. Sorry. No, no, my point is this is really the people don't realize that chronic disease is not something that suddenly happened. These are non-communicable diseases. These things are happening inside your body. And if you can see the rashes that are inside your body, you will be running around and say, oh my God, I got to fix the rashes. Because when you see the rash on your face, you go everywhere trying to fix them. And what we're trying to do and what you're trying to do, Melissa, is really to show people the rashes that are inside their body so they can do something while the things are not quite inflamed to a point where they're seeing the symptoms. Yes, exactly. And I think that as you, as the business grows, as the data sets get bigger, more and more information can be garnered from those data sets in order to give better and better advice. Is that, is that right? Oh, well, first of all, as I said, uh, we already have over 100,000 people that have done the test. So we have wow. a fairly large uh, data set and we are able to predict onset of diabetes, depression, obesity, and IBS. In fact, we just did the oral microbiome trial and we were able to predict the oral cancer with 90% accuracy. And now we are doing a whole bunch of clinical trials to show that we can reduce our obesity and insomnia. We're working with Mayo Clinic that we already announced. We just announced last week, Melissa, you may have seen that we are working with GlaxoSmithKline 
uh, uh, with developing the vaccines to prevent chronic diseases. Think about that for a second. Vaccines to prevent chronic diseases, right? That to me is really nobody would have ever thought 10 years ago that was possible. And the reason it is becoming possible is it is becoming obvious to everyone that our microbiome is a key to the human health. And if there is an organism that can be identified that it produces things that causes these chronic diseases, then we can develop a vaccine against that. And that is the whole hypothesis is that we could potentially have like a polio vaccine. We could have a vaccine for autoimmune diseases, vaccine for diabetes, vaccine for obesity, vaccine for Alzheimer's, vaccine for Parkinson's and the vaccines for heart disease. And wouldn't that be someday if people cannot at least adjust their lifestyle, at least they can take vaccines for it. That's incredible. I mean, that would be world changing and I'm sure you know that, but I think, yeah, yeah this type of an approach and looking at it completely differently than it's been looked at for, yeah, a hundred years, right? Is I think what's necessary because, you know, you think about how much research has been done on trying to cure these diseases and we're not moving really that far forward, are we? There's got to be a different way of approaching it. And I think that's really incredible what you guys are doing. Well, the problem you learned, time will be a great partner for you guys. Sorry, go ahead. I was saying, Melissa, the problem you have, especially in the United States, is our medical industrial complex has no incentive to cure any disease because everyone here makes money when people are sick and no one makes money when people are healthy. So pharma companies like chronic diseases to them, a person with a chronic disease is really a lifetime subscriber, right? Uh, you know, people like, doctors want people sick so when they come and visit them, they make money. Hospitals like diseases, so when people come, they make money. Everyone in the United States makes money when people are sick, and no one makes money when people are healthy. So guess what? Everyone is focused on managing the symptoms of the chronic disease rather than curing the chronic disease, and that's exactly what we do. Every single chronic disease, all they do is manage the symptoms so they, can, they have to take the drug for the rest of the people's life. And that is, a, I would say, a sad commentary on humanity. Yeah, I agree. And I think there's this common um, terminology around it, like they are keeping you alive, right? They, that, that's yeah. basically the point is that they're, they're curing you just enough so that you stay alive and stay a customer. But I think that this is a, I mean, when you think about that, that makes the skin, like the hair on the back of your neck, like stand up the the immorality of doing that. But I think you're absolutely right. And from a business case, if you take away what's the use and what's the cause, um, there is a reasoning behind it, but I just, yeah, it's human life. So I'm absolutely delighted that there's people like yourself that are coming up with new solutions because that's got to change. And, um, and I think that's a, a fantastic way to approach it. I wanted to ask you a, a few more questions, a little bit off topic of biome, just because I would love to handle it before we close. As I was doing a bit of research, um, and I know that we know each other well, but I have never really researched you on the internet. And, uh, and I found some incredible stuff that I wanted to touch on. Um, you have an award that you give with your wife. Is that right? Yes. We and this award wife. is around women, safety for women, right? 
Yes, so we actually awarded a million dollars. We had uh, launched a prize that if anyone in the world can come up with a simple device that a woman can use when they feel they are in danger and it can automatically notify their loved ones, automatically notify the authority, and their location, even though there is no cell phone, someone has taken their cell phone, they can even, you know, the hands are taped, can they use the breathing or a pattern of coughing or noise that will allow the device to transmit that they are in danger, their location, and record the audio and video so the evidence being generated of what is going on. And uh, so we said if somebody could do that for under $40, we would give them a million dollars. And there was a company that, uh, there were four or five companies that were just amazing technology, and we awarded the winner a million dollars last year. So to me, it is just another way for us to solve the problem. And the reason we like these incentive prizes are because you only pay the money when someone solves the problem in a way that you define what the problem is and how you want the problem to be solved rather than come up with a solution yourself. So to me, the Wyoming is really, to some extent, the extension of that thought process that I believe the humanity must come together to solve the problem of a chronic disease. And I launched a company to do that. And I, you know this is a controversial, but I just want, I personally believe that if you want to solve a, help a small number of people, then you do a non-profit. But if you want to help a large number of people, then you start for profit because profit is the engine that allows you to help billions of people rather than thousands of people. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I think, it, you know, this idea that um, non-for-profits are better than for-profits is, is outdated and actually, um, yeah, not, not practical or useful. Um, and I think there is absolutely a social enterprise side to any good big business nowadays and absolutely yours. Um, having 100,000 users is really impressive. Um, what are your goals for it for the next step? Well, the interesting thing is, uh, you know, we are adding a very large number of users per month, and we expect the next year to reach close to 1 million people. And I really believe that is the kind of numbers that will give you enough of the insights into the human body of what is causing various diseases. And I believe once we reach there, our goal is to get to 2 million people because I believe that will get enough information for artificial intelligence to be able to once for all solve the chronic diseases. So uh, we have this whole theme on our website called Race to 2 Million and Race to 2 Million to Eliminate Diabetes, Race to 2 Million to Eliminate Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and uh, obesity and every chronic disease. I believe there is no reason anyone should ever die from cancer. I think there is no reason anyone should ever develop a cancer because if your immune system is working properly, the cancer should never be there, right? So I believe the immune system gets weak as our gut microbiome wreaks havoc on our body. And as, as we know, the 70% of our immune system is along our gut lining, and our immune system is constantly interacting with our gut microbiome. And if we can actually make the gut microbiome to do its job, then the immune system is always active. And I believe that is what, in fact, they have now shown that even the infectious diseases like flu can be pre prevented just by having a strong immune system. And we know a lot of people who never get sick and a lot of people who are always sick. What is that? I mean, we all live in the literally in the same area. How is it some people always get sick and some people never get sick? There's got to be something unique about that. And our job is to find that out and get make everyone, give them the same type of capability so no one is ever sick. 
I, yes, I absolutely agree with that. And you see examples of that all the time, you know, people having unique um, resistance to really aggressive diseases, et cetera, in, in outbreak yeah. situations and, and other people dying like within 24 hours. And I think this is something that has always been, I guess we are aware of, but we've never really been able to measure why. And I think that's why this new technology, it's not new, but the way that you're using it and the, and the amazing team you have, um, the addition of the AI around it um, is just going to, yeah, I'm extremely excited to see what happens um, as we go forward, the, the perfect world scenario that is possible um, and even imaginable for probably the first time as a result of this type of work is, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very exciting and it makes me proud to be a human being and very, very, um, yeah, grateful to have you as a, as a friend and also um, yeah, to be talking to your incredible company about ways we can hopefully work together in the future. Melissa, I am just absolutely looking forward to working with you. You are one of an incredible entrepreneur, and I see us together if we join our uh, energy, passion, and obsession uh, and to do the things we want to do. There is no doubt in my mind, one day we will create that world that we have always hoped for, where illness is truly optional. I honestly, that makes me so happy and so excited. I'm, I'm really, really happy. Um, so Naveen, I want to not steal any more of your time. I'm pretty sure your days are booked out by 15 minutes plus. I'm extremely grateful as are, I'm sure my listeners for you giving your time and your advice about your story and about the incredible product biome. We'll pop the link to the biome website in the bottom of the post. Um, and I encourage anybody who's not checked it out yet to go and have a look. This is really revolutionary stuff. There's nobody doing it anywhere um, close in the UK. And yeah, you owe it to yourself to educate yourself about this uh, amazing technology and what it can do for you. Thank you so much, Naveen. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you soon, I'm sure.